0: We're back, Identical Draw Podcast, episode 11. Of course, I want to start off with thanking our sponsors at Vortex Optics. Um, This podcast is going to be about crossbows, and uh, Vortex was really generous. They hooked us up with um, scopes, Crossfire 2 crossbow scopes, and um, so that was awesome. They were super easy to set up, dialed them in, 20, 30, 40. I mean, they can go out a long ways, made, I mean... Really, really easy for new hunters. I mean, Thomas and I, we've shot crossbows a handful of times and these scopes were super easy to set up and get dialed in. So thank you, Vortex. Let's get into the podcast. Okay, we are in Lincoln doing this podcast um, up in my apartment, so you might hear two-week-old screaming baby in the background every once in a while, hopefully not, but it's me, Thomas is here, of course. I'm here. My left hand man,
1: and then uh, our younger brother, Anthony. Anthony, introduce yourself to the people. (laughs) Hello, um, I'm Anthony Crick, the youngest of the Crick clan, and just here doing this podcast this morning with with the bros, so really excited. I can't believe that we haven't had Anthony on yet. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: He's like, when we got this equipment, we were like, oh, we got to have Anthony on. That'd be a fun podcast. Mm-hmm. This won't be your last one, Anthony, but um, do you want to hit us with some uh, impressions?
1: Yeah, so I'm known for my impressions, and uh, if you guys know any Stephen A. Smith, uh, I can do a Stephen A. Smith for you. Who are you going to do? You Stephen A.? Any I'll other? do uh, Stephen A. Smith and John Gruden. Okay. You need so. to do some uh, of those Husker uh, announcers. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give you some Matt Davison for all the <laughs> Nebraska people out there who listen to um, Big Red Reaction and all that stuff on on the radio, so... Here we go. Here's some Stephen A. Smith. Quite frankly, LeBron James is the face of this franchise. I mean, this dude is a bad man. I mean, he wants to get paid, and that's what he deserves. I mean, you sitting this dude in the fourth quarter. I mean, damn, how blasphemous can you be, okay? This is LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, I love some Stephen A. All right, hit some Gruden. Uh, some, some John Gruden, uh, coach the, of the Raiders. I tell you what, Sean, I'm watching Jameis Winston running this spider to by banana man. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I tell you what, dude. This guy's going someplace. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Um Matt Davison. Matt Davison. Matt Thanks Davison.
1: Tell you what Greg, I mean now we're on the 42 yard line. This just isn't looking very good for the Huskers right now. I mean Wandale, he he's back in the game, but uh y- you look at the you look at the play calls that Scott's doing and you you got to trust it by the same time and where where we're going with this. It just doesn't look it just doesn't look very good right now. That's on um, the money.
0: Yeah, that is on the money. If you listen on the to the radio on Saturdays in or in Nebraska probably, most stations. So you did uh you did the speech for your senior class mm-hmm. and you did some teacher impersonations. That yeah. was
1: pretty funny. Yep. So I went through like every year of high school and I did uh, an impression for every every like year for that. So uh-huh. like freshman year, I did a freshman teacher, sophomore uh-huh. year, did a sophomore year teacher and everyone got a kick out of it. Oh, yeah. So it's been something I can do. I think it's just like God given ability for me to impersonate people. So, Thomas and I,
0: we uh, did not come first in our class. Well, technically we were first in our class graduating with four O's, but we, uh, we did switch on the stage crossing. I uh, took his diploma. He took mine. Teachers had no idea. So, Hey, they they even checked beforehand, making sure no students pulled some fluke. And Mm -hmm. we had a priest that, um, we know really well. And he's like, he's notorious for not knowing names. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't think you guys are switched. You might be, but he like had no idea. Yeah. (laughs) And we were switched. Yeah. Um, but today the conversation is on crossbows and, the crossbow controversy, you could say in the outdoor industry. Um, we got Anthony here
1: for a couple of reasons. If you want to explain arthrogryposis. Yeah. I'll, I'll explain arthrogryposis to the, the people li- listening here. Um, so basically I was born with a condition called arthrogryposis, um, more specifically amyoplasia, which uh, affects the um, fetus inside a mother's womb um, early on in pregnancy. And so I was basically born without bicep muscles so i came out of the womb my arms were straight as boards my um, fingers were kind of turned inward and so i had a really um, hard time getting a range of motion and so i I was i was like that until about the age um six or seven when i finally had surgery in uh, st louis at the shrines hospital and um, up until that point my range of motion just wasn't very good And, um, I was kind of just learning and adapting to do things on my own. But after those surgeries, I was able to have, um, more range of motion in my arms. So my right arm is always fixed at 90 degrees. Um, so I'm right, I'm right hand dominant. And so that's usually where I can like, um, you know, reach certain parts of my body when I'm washing myself in the shower or like touching my hair, um, you know, eating, drinking, I'm always going to be doing that with my uh, right hand. Whereas my left arm is actually, um, set at, uh, a wider degree and so I can actually reach more with my left arm. So if I'm gonna go up on a dunk on Nate when mm-hmm. we're playing basketball, I'm gonna go up with my left hand because mm-hmm. my left my left arm is actually longer than my right. Mm-hmm. And so um it's really rare for this um condition of orthogriposis to affect just the arms. Usually it affects the legs as well. Um but yeah, just my arms were involved and so I'm able to run because my legs aren't affected. You know, I actually really have strong legs so i can mm-hmm. i can run um distance and run really fast but as far as as far as arms go i've always had just um more of a weakness upper body um strength because of the condition i was born with so but that didn't stop me from a lot of things no
0: still could swing the bat um you i mean basketball mm-hmm. anthony shoots the traditional granny shot mm-hmm. underhand or yep. did, did for a long time yeah i mean yeah. I mean, now you can still launch them deep, mm-hmm. but like, do you have any videos on your Instagram? Plug, plug your Instagram.
1: People can go check out. I'm sure you have a basketball shot somewhere. On yep. There. So if you go to my Instagram, AP Crick, um, one of my like stories there, right by my mm. bio, there's one that says Ballin. And you, Mm -hmm. the first one is um, with White Iverson by Post Malone in the background. I'm shooting a full court shot, just Mm -hmm. underhand, and just switch it. Yeah. So I've, I mean, growing up with my condition, I'm just like, well, I I love basketball. I grew up, you Mm -hmm. know, watching Michael Jordan and all those um, great players. And Space Jam was like my favorite movie as a kid. I watched it Mm -hmm. twice, twice a day when I was four years old, and so I always wanted to like my my favorite sport still is basketball. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, how can, how can I get a basketball shot with having, you know, weakness in my upper body? And so I started shooting granny because I didn't have upper arm strength to like shoot overhand. Mm-hmm. And now I, now I can, I can shoot actually a three pointer overhand now because I'm older mm-hmm. um, and have more strength. But as a, as a little kid, it was just like granny shot mm-hmm. and I'd get blocked sometimes playing grade school basketball, but I was very, very accurate. Cause I just practiced yeah. it so much. If you yeah. got hot, I mean, you're
0: hotter than Ray Allen. Yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Pretty difficult to. Yeah. Like that's why me and Nate, even though we we're older, and we had completely normal biceps and everything, like Anthony would always like put us like, <laughs> mm-hmm. ha- like it'd be difficult winning the game over Anthony, but yep. um, I mean, you're fortunate. It didn't affect your legs. You got quads mm-hmm. like a train. Um, <laughs> you can. You're faster than me and Nate. You can run great, um, and your forearms are still like.
1: Yeah, gang strong, super mm-hmm. strong. Yeah, my forearms are very, very strong. Um, Arthur's griposis didn't affect my forearms. It's just kind of like my upper arm. Yeah. So I have really good forearm strength, and I think that's what helps me shoot granny because that's where all this, you know, power is coming from yeah. from, from my forearms. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm blessed. You know, God, God made me different, but I've kind of used it to my own advantage. Mm-hmm. So as far as like the outdoors and hunting, you've been shooting shotguns
0: for a long time, mm-hmm. but like once we did the archery thing, crossbow was kind of the ticket. Mm-hmm. I mean, you shot a lot of turkeys with the shotgun yeah this spring you and i got after some smoked a big tom like freaking 60 yards so you've shot a lot of birds with shotgun Mm -hmm. and so but you're still looking for your first crossbow kill yeah which could come this weekend yeah Yeah. and so just like leading right into the Mm -hmm. whole crossbow issue Mm -hmm. um people everybody's got their differing opinion on crossbows Mm -hmm. and we've we learned at an early stage do you anthony that crossbows are awesome like you wouldn't otherwise be able to hunt during an archery season if it weren't for crossbows. Um, and we, me and Nate being in the outdoor industry, we see both sides of the crossbow industry, like the good side, um, getting new hunters. And we had, because of crossbows, we had three new hunters, um, who wouldn't have been able to train up, um, near as fast or near as ethically with a compound, be able to shoot their first deer on trips with us. Not a chance. Yeah. Um, so we saw huge benefits there, but we also see huge benefits with you. And you can't even, you don't even have the opportunity to shoot compound. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you can figure it out, but crossbow is just such a easier way for you. So um, there are a lot of negative comments, I guess, in the outdoor industry. Like if a company like say bear archery posts a, a crossbow pick, you can, it's almost guaranteed you can look in the comments and majority. See, yeah. We'll be making fun of that person dissing that person saying he's less of a man all these things on x posted one of our crossbow picks um from this fall with our new hunters and just the comments are just nasty just terrible like you've got the occasional like crossbows are super good tool kind of thing and like a decent like i'd say 60 percent of those comments were like good guys like oh yeah i took out my son he was able to harvest his first deer crossbows are super efficient for new hunters Mm -hmm. getting into it all those things but then you got the this guy, P, sitting down, like, <laughs> yeah. all these, like... <laughs> it's nasty. <laughs> and and having Anthony, who's chuckling about that, like, it, we take it personally because mm-hmm. without crossbows, Anthony wouldn't have the opportunities like he does right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do, like, it is a point of frustration, people dissing crossbow hunters. I get it's easier. Like, it's totally easier than a compound. I mean, the drawing cycle, like, people say, like, hey, like drawing back on a on a buck like that is definitely hard and i get that that's a part of the hunt like drawing back being able to be still and stuff it's definitely more like a gun for aiming stuff like that you could shoot out accurately like further distances i would say but yeah and just why the, this yeah like why do you have to have a problem with it mm-hmm. some people i mean it's a huge advantage for others i don't know the speed um of just like the learning curve like we yeah. were able to legit take out new hunters after having never shot it to shooting it in two hours they're confident hitting bullseye every single shot mm-hmm. and they were able to kill deer mm-hmm. when compound. I mean, you can't do that. You can't in two I mean. hours. You most, most likely in two hours, you wouldn't even become close to having somebody confident to shoot a compound. Yeah. You might've even given up, you yeah. know, it's like that difficult. So, and it, it takes at least, I mean, depending on how often you're shooting, shooting multiple times a week, still like six months, mm-hmm. you know, to feel confident. Like before this weekend, like I haven't shot my bow in a while. Cause I've had some bow issues and stuff. um, getting it all tuned up, but like, before this weekend i'm I'm like honestly thinking like i need to go and like shoot a few rounds you know mm-hmm. just like get get back into the swing of things with a as far as like with the uh crossbow i wouldn't even be considering that but so anthony what like let's see your hear your perspective on the positivities of crossbows and kind of um what got you turned on to crossbows
1: yeah so kind of relating back to the um basketball example like you know, that's how I shoot a basketball. I shoot a basketball underhand. If I'm going to shoot a three pointer, if I'm in a game and am I less than a man because I shoot underhand, like are just, just because you shoot a different, you know, mm-hmm. type. Are you, are you less than a man? or Are you less than a hunter? And so I kind of just use that as an example because yeah, like Nate said, it might be easier, but for a guy like me who literally does not have the upper body strength to pull back a compound bow and shoot a compound bow accurately, a crossbow for me is perfect Mm -hmm. because I can still consider myself an archery hunter. I can still go out during archery season and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm right up there with these guys. Like I'm, I'm able to shoot a bow just like my brothers and Mm -hmm. enjoy the hunt from a pursuit um, perspective because, you know, I just think it's so important for us bow hunters to always be ready to shoot, ready to step up, ready to be accurate because we want to make sure like we're, Mm -hmm. we're doing our job and, um, making sure it's a quick kill for the animal exactly for people like who want ethical kills crossbows are perfect
0: yeah like yeah. if you're dissing crossbows then like dude having an ethical kill is like huge like even with some of our new hunters this year they brought compounds but I was straight up with them I was like hey like if you're feeling at all not confident I would shoot the, I would shoot the crossbow because it, it is like easier to be ethical with that and make a good shot definitely yeah like I understand why people like think it's easier because it definitely is like a little bit easier than a compound. But like, I just think we need to do a better job of having as an outdoor industry is just having an open mind. Freddie, our number one down in Kansas, he got shot with the crossbow. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to diss that guy. But he That's just what he chose. Like mm-hmm. he just chose to shoot with the crossbow. Yeah. Wh- who knows? Like maybe that guy drawing the compound would have spooked Freddie and Freddie would still live to see the day or yeah. hit him bad or hit him bad. But I mean, that's what he chose. I'm not going to diss him. I'm not going to freaking tell him that he's less than a man because he shot with a crossbow. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I just, just think we need to don't. kind of release ourselves of the stigma of like, Oh yeah. Crossbow. That's, it's mm-hmm. not as like a, as important as a compound or like, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean as much. Cause it does, mm-hmm. you know, a, a person like me who kills a buck or kills a doe or like whatever, um, like even a Turkey with a crossbow, like it's still very, very meaningful. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of, we need to, we need to release ourselves of that stigma. I think mm-hmm. it's important.
0: What, um, Anthony, like, I don't know if you've ever seen any of the hate on the outdoor industry, like, on the crossbows, but, um, like, I guess, how does it, how does it make you feel, and, like, what, like, why do, you, why do you think people would be making those comments, I guess, like, I guess, just being in your situation where you're doing crossbows, like, how does, I guess, how does that affect you, or, I know a guy like you doesn't really let it get to your mind, but, uh, you hate to see it, basically, mm-hmm. so, how does, I guess, how does it make you feel overall when people are throwing the hate out there?
1: Yeah. At the end of the day, it's hunting, you know, and we've been, we've been adapting for years and years about like how we go about hunting and how we go about with the new, like latest technology and what we're doing for hunting. But at the end of the day, you know, it's still, it's still considered a bow still considered archery. And I don't know, like it doesn't really get to my head when I'm shooting like that. I just, I'm just thankful for the opportunity to go out and shoot archery and Mm -hmm. i get to do it and in the way of shooting a crossbow and i'm really really proud of it so at the end of the day Mm -hmm. they can hate you know oh it's, it's it's an easier shot doesn't mean as much but to me i'm like i don't even pay any attention to that i'm just thankful for the opportunity to go out there and hunt and consider myself an archery hunter
0: yeah that's a really good mindset to have and i think anybody who shoots crossbow um whether you're forced to or or not i think have that mentality Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing a lot of the hate, um, on social media is pointed towards those people who have the option completely healthy, just choose to shoot crossbows anyway. But I think Nate you brought up a really good point. Like, let's just, if you feel tempted to do that, just think about the ethics of it. Like bottom line, how much you want to disagree with it. Crossbows are more ethical. If you were to follow a compound hunter for 10 years and a crossbow hunter for 10 years, like and they're both the same, both put in the same amount of practice, I, I would tend to believe the crossbow hunter is going to have a more ethical and higher kill shot. It's like yeah. mm-hmm. just ratio just than the because, compound. Just because it, there's just different challenges. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's faster. Yeah. You know, that, that's one thing. Um, you got a scope on there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you can steady it up more. You can put it on a tripod. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Um, but just the tool it is for new hunters is huge. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. huge. I will never diss a crossbow in my entire life. Like we would not have done this fall without crossbows. Not yeah. a chance. Like maybe gun hunt. Like I understand it. I understand some of the beef. But like when I was talking to our our uh archery shields guys, they said that somebody came in and said that they shot an antelope this season at like a hundred yards with a crossbow. Wow. Like I get it. Like as a compound hunter, that's like <clears throat> like that's like yeah. that that's different. As a compound hunter, like I'm not even considering a shot at 100 yards yet because I got the the toughest 50 yards ahead of me. I wouldn't um I wouldn't be surprised to see regulations change in oh, yeah, I would assume a season change will happen at yeah. some point down the road. Cuz basically that's muzzle loader. Mm-hmm. 100 yards is muzzle loader. Freaking I mean, Spencer's Shot Club at says 60 like 70 yards on our see. I mean that's that's you I'm not shooting that with a compound but if you have a crossbow dial, that's definitely a possibility. So I'm I mean on depending on who you who, who you are. More. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, there's it's definitely I don't different. I don't think it should be constructed within like that 2 week 10 day mm-hmm. time frame that a muzzleloader is mm-hmm. cuz it's still not that same. Mm-hmm. Um but I could see it being a month or two shorter potentially mm-hmm. than archery season. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean it's just amazing to give opportunities like Anthony and new hunters the ability to really yeah. shoot, shoot with a stick and string still yeah so the next time you see me in one of those bear archery posts helping out a new hunter just hold back that comment
1: <laughs> yeah
0: no all- no go ahead freaking fire at it i don't care but i just i just i think it's a shame and i understand it's in it's not just the outdoor industry where good things are beaten down and i understand it's throughout all social media that there's there's the trolls but really think about it. Like really think about it. If it's, do I need to say this? Do I need to make this person feel like this? Mm-hmm. The answer is probably no. And we're going to see it more this weekend because mm-hmm. we got a big trip coming. Um, we actually had all three of our new hunters that are originally going to come all canceled. Um, mainly because of COVID they're coming from New York. So yeah, they didn't want to go. We're going to be staying in South Dakota, which is kind of a high risk area right now. We're not going to see anybody mm-hmm. um, we're gonna be in the field empty. the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, so we replaced it with a bunch of family and friends who are also new hunters mm-hmm. um, and haven't taken um, first game in a lot of cases. A lot of big game hasn't. There's like nine or ten of us yeah. going this weekend, and you and I are the only ones that have shot any deer. Yeah, like maybe one or two other hunters, but
1: mm-hmm. um, yep. we're,
0: we're, I mean, there's gonna be five or six people who have never um, fired anything at a at a big game animal. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be super exciting. We're hoping to, and we're hoping to put down like three or four deer at least. I'm hoping. Um, this late season hunt, we've always done some sort of December. Anthony, have you ever joined us on one of these late season hunts? I have not. I've only done yeah. an October hunt with you before a couple of yeah. years ago. So we go to northeast Nebraska, same place where we had our second white whitetail uh, new hunter hunt. Um, and it's it's going to be cold, snowy, mm-hmm. classic late season hunt up there. Hopefully fill a few tags. But yeah, but these, crossbows, these crossbows are going to come super handy again. Mm-hmm. And, again, it's going to be a reason why I think we get deer on the ground. Um, so it's going to be a action-packed weekend i'm assuming we're going to be in some big groups um some blind some not um anything else to say about the weekend
1: i don't think so i'm excited for the the hunting and most especially the food mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah gonna been great we got um personal chef
0: coming to cook yep. for us uh just a kind of a family friend and it's going to be it's gonna be awesome because that's something that we all, like as a hunter. You always think about, oh, what are we gonna do for dinner tonight, and mm-hmm. try to plan it out, figure it out. But mm-hmm. that's gonna be great. We're just gonna set up a little camp area on the ground and yep, be able to do that. So that's basically it on the crossbow discussion. If you're around people that are bashing it, just try to add a light. I add a light positive note to it. Mm-hmm. Like really try to do that. Um, if you see crap going down on social media, which you probably will if you ever see a picture of a crossbow, just add a hey. Like this is a great tool for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got its easier things than compound, but hey, just be respectful of it. Um, Anthony, I want to know, like right now where you stand, what's your favorite hunt? Like oh, if you man. could just snap your fingers and be in a situation with a weapon, an animal, time of the year. Like my ideal hunt? Yeah, yeah. Any, I mean, like a hunt that you've done, like one oh, okay. that you love. Okay. Like, I'm going to call it spring turkey last weekend in April.
1: What, what, What would you say? there there is nothing like a thunderbird in the spring Mm -hmm. there is nothing that compares to that i mean deer hunting you get that adrenaline when you see that big buck coming in but when you got a gobbler who you know sounds off 200 yards away but it's like april 3rd and you just know that you just hit that mouth call just right and he just gets closer and closer and closer and the ground is shaking by the time and you just like you just know that it's a different it's a different gobble when he's you know Mm -hmm. just right ready to pop out of that tree shakes Mm -hmm. the ground man yeah and it is just a feeling like no other and i've grown i've grown up with turkey hunting my entire life Mm -hmm. and i've loved it ever since i was a kid Mm -hmm. and i get that that same excitement when i'm in the woods early morning and that blue sky's coming out and it's And you yeah. just keep hearing them and you just get so, so excited and, yep. and to have it come through like that and knock on wood, but I have never missed a Turkey in my mm-hmm. entire life. Mm-hmm. And I've only shot them with, with shotgun before, but, yep. um, whether it's been, you know, a 20 yard shot, 60 yard shot, I have never missed one. So that's why I'm really excited to get. Um, so your first turkeys reaction. ever were with me in the fall Yep, shot, two hens. Mm-hmm.
0: And then, um, we've been, we've been on like the. The really awesome hunt in April where we had two, I mean, just work, strut, work right into us. It was like one of those deals. Like we, we were splitting up for the evening. I was going down to this valley and I just see two spinning down there. I'm like, let's go get it. So I we, run back and got Anthony. Like super gifted with some amazing turkey hunting ground. Oh yeah. Birds like, are thick. Anthony's impersonating gobblers. And I mean, that's what you hear. You're legit hearing like yeah. eight to 10 birds on like both pieces in mm-hmm. the area you're in. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. insane. So this hunt. I think it was like late April, right? No, it was in May. Oh, it was the first it week was, of May. It was the weekend before Mother's Day. Yep, I remember. Yep. And so I ran back to get you, and these
1: goblers just—I just coaxing them in. They came right in the money. You just, just dropped them. Yeah, that was an. That was like a super ideal hunt because we had a bird down before mm-hmm. like, like five o'clock, and then you killed one. You killed the second ever bird in Kansas mm-hmm.
0: with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. With dad, we weren't a, on that one. Big turkey. That was an awesome. That part. was big turkey. I, I sent Anthony and the parents to this area because we had actually a spartan on it for deer hunting but that bird had been there like the That's last couple there. nights we almost like um yeah tracked this tracked this bird down but um yeah anthony and the parents set up there just and came and tri- yeah yeah he, he
1: was murdered. just going to the roost he wasn't yeah. he didn't make any noise yeah. i just looked out of the blind and he was there coming in from like 60 yards and honestly if i wouldn't have shot him he would have come right to our lap i shot him at about 25 yards he just stopped there put his head up and i took my shot but He didn't make any noise. He was just there with two hens going to roost and got it done right before sundown. Those Candace birds, man, they do not talk in the evening. No. They do not talk.
0: talk. Dad's bird, like a few weeks before that, came silent right did the decoy strutting, but I didn't make a noise. I heard him drumming. I looked back and just saw this bird just walking in. Can't get him to talk. They will will in the morning. Yeah. Freaking Teresa's hunt. Holy crap. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to another good hunt. If Mm -hmm. bucks could gobble... (laughs) that would be i mean that would help out a little bit it would i I always think about that man if i wish like deer more vocal like if they were like a an elk or a turkey like it'd be easy for me to make that decision if if bucks Mm -hmm. could gobble like deer hunting would always be like the winner for a lot more Mm -hmm. people but like forever like turkey hunting was always right there or right above deer hunting because i don't know just like the easiness about the spring like the family like all of that You playing some audio here? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure when you gobble. Oh, man. Those Kansas Easterns! Gosh, they just just got got that crack. Yeah. Um, But you can go watch Anthony's last spring turkey kill on the ID YouTube. I don't know what it's called. I think the Nebraska turkey hunt, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Um, He smokes big gob. My dad got one that weekend. We were covered up in birds. Yeah. It was an awesome weekend. We I mean, so. have debated. We always archery around through turkey season. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and we we tally how many birds we could have killed if we had a shotgun. Oh yeah. Um, and it's always in the like we conditions. get yeah we always get over ten birds. But I mean, archery wise, we usually slip one or two out maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, I I missed. It. I had a bad turkey season last year. I just like, yeah, I wasn't shooting well. I I, I mean, I ended up killing two birds, but um, I think we should potentially think about pulling up the shotguns this year and just some stacking some
1: um cool. or crossbow.
0: yeah see. maybe kill yeah. some it's
1: horse. all about balance i mean go shotgun go bow but the last thing i'll say about turkey hunting before we move on it's all about momentum you can be sitting and not hear something for four hours and then you'll just hear one sound off kind of late season gob and your luck changes you just get them going and it's just like wow you never know what turkey hunting You just never know. So it's all about my money. And just the freshness, the the
0: freshness of a morning, like deer hunting. It's just like, sometimes deer hunting, you're like, "Ah, I don't know what's going on this morning, but every morning in the spring, you're going to get them to sound off. You're going to know exactly where those toms are. And it's just something about that where it's like, you you have a, like, you have a glimmer of hope every morning, every time that sun's coming up. Mm -hmm. Mm, Gotta love it. Well, good crossbow discussion. Hopefully, wish us luck this weekend. Hopefully Anthony, you can drop your first one. We can get a few of these newbies on some on some gear some bucks, some yeah. Nose. I mean, heck, I still need a a doe or two in my in my freezer before the mm. season's over. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. Yeah, cool. Well, Anthony, thanks for joining us. We might have you on again this weekend, but yeah, guys, um, this episode. I mean, we're, I think we're gonna film it this weekend, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but check out Nate just dropped our third episode of uh, on new hunters. Um, it's the weekend with with Carson and Lauren. They each shoot a doe. Uh, but there were a lot of bucks seen some biggins some like awesome typical deer yeah, that gets your heart pounding. so check that out the stop family were super generous out there we've hunted with them a lot Um, our good buddy jacob uh, great property out there and was able to set these hunters up so if you have any questions email us info at identicaldraw.com. any questions comments all right thanks anthony absolutely